Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is a son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. And give the Lord a shout. Wow, wow, what a blessing. Bishop has been preaching and teaching us on the Apostles' Creed for the past month and few weeks, and he's just been blessing us. And today is no different that you will be blessed and I will be blessed. So please get on your feet, a shout to the Lord, put your hands together as we welcome my pastor and your pastor, Bishop Napoleon Essen. Hallelujah. Oh, I can feel you. Hey, hallelujah. 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 Somebody lift your hands and begin to thank God for this wonderful new man he has blessed us with. It is all by his grace. It is all by his mercies. Oh yes, some of us don't deserve to be here. But somehow, he has allowed us. He's healed us, covered us, protected us, pulled us through to bring us to the last but one month of the year. Oh yes, through the lockdown, through different things, we are still here. Somebody lift your head and say, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Oh, yes, it's okay to pray in church. Oh, thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for your grace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Moshande, Masu, Tele, Mako, Riande, Kaba, Suta, Balo, Mahatakata. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory, Lord. Somebody go ahead. Thank God for November and thank God for the rest of the year. Oh, yes, Lord. Many are the plans and the purposes of man, but it is only the intention hey, and the will of God that will stand at the end of the day. Lord, we are thanking you. We are blessing you. Oh, you are a good God. We thank you. We bless you. Hey, for the new month you have given us, Lord of oh God, Mashakata, we dedicate this month unto you. We are here, standing, oh God, in your presence. Ah, the very first day of the, of the 11th month, we don't take it for granted. We say this is also your grace. This is also your mercies. We thank you. We bless you. And somebody lift your hand and tell the Lord, I need your wisdom. I need your favor. I need your grace. I need your strength. I need your covering. Oh yes, every day of this month, as I go out, as I go to work, as I go to school, whatever I am doing, Lord, you are the one I need, Lord. I cannot do without you. 
I cannot do without you. Help me, Lord. Help me by your spirit. Help me by your presence. Fill me with your word, Lord. May I, oh God, not be the same. Oh, yes, because, oh God, you are in my life. We thank you. We bless you. Moshande kabariando tima so lema to kabande. Oh, somebody lift your voice and say, Lord, let your will be done in this month and in the months ahead. Oh, I commit myself unto you. Have your way in my life. Moshe kabariando tima huta liando toba roka basante motele masunta liando tele mahuta. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you. Oh, yes, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. To you be the glory. To you be the honor. To you be the praise, Lord. Oh, yes, we say thank you. Thank you for good health. Thank you for strength. Thank you for our hearing abilities. Oh, yes, Lord. For your covering. For your mercies. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you. And we commit, oh God, uh, hey, the month of November unto your hands. We dedicate it to you. Every day of this month and the months ahead, Lord. Lord, oh God. We need your mercies and we need your grace. We need your help every step on the way. Help us, Lord, you can. Lord, you can help us. Oh, yes, for yours is the power and the glory and the honor. Oh, yes, all the power belongs to you. How you said you will be with us and you will not leave us. You say you will not forsake us, Lord. Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, don't forsake me. Don't forsake me, Lord. Ayabarabakasande. Oh, yes, Lord. Somebody lift your two hands and tell the Lord, and so God, we are in the 11th month and about to go into the, oh, yes, the last month. Many accidents are going to happen. People are going to be reckless. People are going to be uh, drinking and misbehaving. But Lord, I pray, I commit myself unto your hand that deliver me from evil. And lead me not into temptation. When I go out, Lord, bring me back in safely. When I sit in a car, Lord, protect me. Oh, deliver me, oh God, from stray bullets and from a coronavirus and anything that can shorten my life, anything that can disturb my health, Lord, I pray. Oh, yes, Lord, I lift my hands to you. I lift my hands to you. Oh, yes, Lord. I pray for those who are writing exams. And I pray for those who are writing the matric, Lord. Your wisdom, your wisdom, your power, your glory, Lord. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We give you all the glory. All the praise. We say, have your way and let your will be done, Lord. This morning, we lift our hands to you and we say, fill us with your wisdom. Fill us with your spirit. Lead us by your very presence. May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God. Oh, yes. Breathe on us afresh. 
breathe on us afresh. May we be truly part of the body of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. How many were here last week? Okay. Oh, I can't see the hands. Wow, a lot of people were not here. How many couldn't come last week? Wow. Beautiful. But we thank God you are here today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we've been sharing and talking about a very important subject that all of us need to know. We've been teaching about a confession of our faith. Amen. The confession of our faith. And it's part of the faith series. We've seen different confessions. And now we've come to, we've seen confessing the Lord Jesus so we can be born again. We've also seen confessing our sins so we will be forgiven. And we've also spoken about confessing our faults one to another so we can be healed and our prayers will be effectual and powerful, availing much. Hallelujah. And we have been on this journey of now confessing our faith, what we believe in. Because we read the scripture in Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 and 10. And we notice that the Bible is teaching us a general principle that whatever we believe in, Whatever we believe in, we need to believe with our hearts and we need to confess with our mouth so that whatever we believe in becomes sure or happens. Amen. So you cannot uh, believe. Maybe you, you love a lady. Your, I mean, mannerisms and behavior, your conduct shows, but you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that one of these days, she will tell you that she is getting married. <laughs> Not to you, to somebody else, and your heart will be broken. Because, yes, she can see you love her, but you have no spoken. So somebody will come from uh, somewhere and take what is by you. And especially the ladies who say, oh, pastor, uh, he's like my brother, he's like my friend. Okay, you'll be there. If you are like that, come and see me. I will get you an enemy to marry. <laughs> Once you don't want to marry your friend and people who can be like a brother to you, I will look for an enemy for you to marry. Are you here? So what am I saying? I'm still talking about the confession that even the good intention that you have, you take the lady for a, a breakfast, you buy her gift on her a birthday, you send her data that she has not solicited for. I mean, unsolicited kindness. You just do it. Do a lot of things for her, but you have not confessed. You have not confessed that I love you, pa. Tell somebody I love you, pa. Tell that person it's not the same without you. Cry. That is why. Intina, I know that I love you, pa. 
this this wrap always work. So if you are not ready, don't use it. Okay? It always works. When you tell a person, I love you, pa. It's not the same without you. That is why. Intina, I know that I love you. She will begin to scratch the head. Then you notice that, yeah, she's thinking about what you are saying. So you need to say what you are thinking and what you have believed in. Hallelujah. The confession of our faith. So as Christians, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why, don't tell anybody I told you. Can you keep a secret? Yeah. Anyone who proposed to you in a, in a corner, he doesn't want anybody to see you. He doesn't, he doesn't want to hold your hands. He doesn't want anybody to see. But when you go, when there's nobody is there, then it's like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the real guy. Be careful about people who don't want people to know that you are connected. Because they, they don't want people to be associated with them because they have other motives. You may not be the only one. You may be, I mean, one of many. <laughs> that is why in the olden days, when you got born again, when you said you believe in Jesus, you, it, it's a public declaration. That is why when you see most of the Orthodox churches, they have the baptismal pool in the church. In the church, when you believe, like those who get born again, you cannot just get born again necodemously, secretly. No, 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 no. You need to declare. It's your confession. You confess the Lord Jesus. Are you here? And one of the ways to uh, do that is to be baptized on the stage. You are baptized and everybody clap for you. It's like publicly confessing, declaring. Are you here? Yeah. That this is what you believe in. Amen? So it is very important for us to confess what we believe in. Amen? And the summary of what we believe in as Christians is what we call the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed. Hallelujah. If you have written uh, long essays before, theses and different things, you notice that we always have something called executive summary. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about, but very soon. So the, the, the Apostles' Creed is like the executive summary of what we believe in. Okay, what we believe in as the body of Christ. And it's not enough. It's just like the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who acts in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy king. Yeah, people can recite it. But each one of them also has a very loaded meaning. How many understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, just like the, the Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. People recite it, but each one of it, each statement is also loaded. There's meaning to each thing that you say. So when we also talk about the Apostles' Creed, it's the summary of what we believe in. And we've taken it one after the other, and we are looking at it. And last week, uh, we're doing the Article 9. It's also called the 12 Articles of the Faith. So we, are, we did Article 9 last week. So very soon we'll finish and we'll move on to something new. What do you think? Okay, so uh, we are back to Article 9, Part 2. 
the church. So what did we talk about last week? I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. Colon, the communion of saints. Are you there? So we believe in the Holy Catholic Church and the communion of saints. It's the same thing, the communion. Those who have been to school, you know that communion means fellowship. And what again? We saw the meaning of communion. What is the meaning of communion? Hey, okay. What is the meaning of communion? Sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially on a mental or spiritual level. Okay, so communion of saints, all the saints together. So I'm talking again, part two, of I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. The communion, that means the communion of saints. And we notice that the word Catholic is not, uh, uh, what do you call it? It doesn't, it's an English word, which means universal. We have a church called Roman Catholic Church. Okay? Yeah. And people confused it also with the Catholic Church, the universal church. Are you here? It's it, it, it just like school. School is, I mean, an English word that means something. But your school also has school in it. It doesn't mean that because of your school, there's no other school. <laughs> are you getting it? So when we say school, we understand what we are talking about. So when we say Catholic, we are talking about a universal church. Amen. So today we want to go uh, quickly into the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, to see how we have come to be where we are. If the, the, the church, the body of Christ... Listen carefully. Many people have not taken advantage of the body of Christ. You know, that is why the Bible talks about hey, that how do you join? We, we saw how you join the body of Christ, where the church started from. The church started, uh, I mean, 50 days after the ascension of Jesus on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, that's where the church started from. Bible said they were all together in one place with one accord, and suddenly there came a mighty rushing wind as of uh, what? Clothing tanks of fire. And it sat and it filled the house where they were. Continue. And there appeared unto them clothing tanks like of fire and sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Continue. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under the heaven. And when, now, when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speaking in his own language. This is what happened on the, on the, on the uh, day, the first day, the Pentecost. The first church service was the day of Pentecost. So church is not a church when the Holy Spirit is not around. The people were there, but they, we did not say that it was church. Because Jesus told them that wait till you have received the Holy Ghost. 
and you have power before you go out. And Bible said when the Holy Ghost came, they were filled with the Spirit. And something came to sat upon them like a fire. And they began to speak with other tongues. And the people who were staying in Jerusalem, different people, nationalities from all over, they began to hear a certain noise, people speaking in tongues. And when they came around, they heard the people speaking in their native language. Hello? Yeah. The person was speaking in tongues, but the, the, what do you, the Russians heard them speaking in a Russian language, this person. So when tongues becomes another person's language, it always is called prophecy. Sometimes you are speaking in tongues, and it's a language that somebody knows, somebody's mother tongue. But you don't even know that the language or the tongues you are speaking is a language somewhere. Anytime it is like that, it's a prophecy. Hallelujah. And that is one of the things that happened on the day of Pentecost, the first church meeting. And this was AD 33. AD 33. We have the calendar system. When we say BC, before Christ, how many know that? Okay. Then the AD is what? After the... <laughs> I mean, if that's how you understand, <laughs> yeah, after the death of Christ, if that's what, it means something. So that is AD 33. That is what happened. That's the first meeting that they had. Hallelujah. And the church moved from there. So the church began in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. When you go to verse number 41, let's go. Let's go to chapter 2, verse 41. Bible says, then they that gladly received the word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So, I mean, the church, the church. So, after that time, AD 33, there's only one church, the Jerusalem church. Are you here? I'm talking about the church. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints. How come now we have a lot of churches, different denomination, different, we need to know where we are coming from. Because sometimes if you don't know where you have come from, you wouldn't even know that you are part of what is happening. You wouldn't know that you are part of a whole. That is the confusion that makes even pastors criticize other pastors. And if the church is the body of Christ and Jesus Christ is the head. Then you need to take your rightful position. I don't know who can touch you. I mean, I, I, think about it. Even if I'm sleeping, you cannot come and remove my little toe. You can't come and remove my... How, if, how will you get to where I am? So if you are part of the body of Christ... You are a member of the body of Christ. You need to know where you fit in God, where you fit in Christ. Don't allow the devil to take advantage of you. How can you be in the body of Christ and the devil is playing with your life? How can you be part? Can you imagine that you are part of the body of Christ and the devil is holding part of your body? It's, it's abnormal. It doesn't work. So many people don't understand what we belong to. Are you here? 
Because when you understand it, that's when we do the communion. You say we are coming to the Lord's table. When you, you take communion, the Lord is there and you are in his presence. Oh, there is nothing. It's like you have, you've gone for a dinner or a lunch with somebody. It means the person is very close to you. Because you don't eat with people you don't know. How many understand what I'm talking about? So when we do the communion, we are on the Lord's table. You are having a lunch or a dinner with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are part of the body of Jesus. Maybe you are, you are part, I mean, I don't know what part you are. Even if you are part of the hair on, the, on his head. Even if you are the nail, it's powerful. Once you belong to Jesus, you are covered. Hallelujah. So, the first church from AD 33 began, and the church moved from there after persecution. We read from Acts chapter 8, verse number 1. How many remember that there rose a great persecution to the extent that Paul consented to the killing of uh, Stephen? And Bible says that when the people were persecuted, they went into different places and they started preaching and teaching the gospel. Do you remember? So that is how come the church moved from Jerusalem. And the first uh, church that we hear of, the prominent church that happened was the Antioch church. So from Jerusalem, we had, I mean, four other churches. The Antioch church, Antioch is a place in Greece. Then from there, we also have the church in Rome. How many remember Paul going to Rome? We'll look at all that. Then we also had a church in uh, Constantinople. Constantinople, that is the present-day Turkey or Istanbul. When you read the Bible and you see anywhere like Ephesians or Ephesus, in the Bible days, it was not called Turkey. The texts are not taking over. It was called Ephesus. And the last place that the church uh, moved to was Alexandra. So the church became great and it had five major headquarters. And all these five churches were recognized that they were one church and they, I mean, respected the leadership. Peter at the time was the head of the church. Hello, how many understand what I'm talking about? So turn your Bibles with me. Quickly, let's look at some scriptures. Then we can conclude and we'll be out of here. All right. Okay. So talking about a church in Antioch, you see it in Acts chapter 11, verse number twenty. To 26. Acts 11, verse 20 to 26. Is it in your Bible? All right. You need to bear with me. You need to move a bit faster. We need to close very soon and we'll be out of here. Bible says, and some of them were men of Cyprus and Serene, which when they were come to Antioch, speak unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number believed 
and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. Can you see? So at this time, the church that was known was the church in Jerusalem. That was where Peter was. That was where all the apostles were. So if there was anything, you need to send people to Jerusalem, tell them what is happening. Then they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exalted them all, that with purpose of hearts they would cleave unto the Lord. 24. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people were added unto the Lord. Verse 25. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul or Paul. He wanted to go and find uh, Paul. 26. And when he had found him, he besought him. Sorry. He brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Hallelujah. So this is how the church in Antioch came to be. And you see, people, I, 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 I thank God for the early day church. When Barnabas was sent from Jerusalem and he went to Antioch, he noticed that what was happening, the grace, he needed somebody who can establish, an apostle who can teach, so he did not destroy the church. That is why today you see uh, uh, prophets, pastoring, you see different things happening in the church. The confusion is that people don't know who they are, and they don't honor and respect the graces that God has given to different people in the body of Christ. But Barnabas saw that, look, for us to do well and to, we, we need to bring this guy, this guy who was persecuting us that he just changed. He seemed to have a grace and he seemed to understand more than even the people who were uh, 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 preaching with Jesus. So he went and brought uh, Paul. And he said that for a whole year he taught them and the people were first called Christians. After being in a church for one year, you must be a Christian. When your character is no good, then who is your pastor? <laughs> when Paul came and taught the people, you see, somebody who was able to, within one year, he taught the people so much that they are changed. They changed so much that people saw them, they said, wow, you look like little Christ. That should be your target. That after one year of somebody in your fellowship, and if the person is not a Christian, the person is still lying, is still dead, then there's something you need to do. I don't know what, but you have to do something. Hallelujah. So that was the church in uh, Antioch. Have you seen the Antioch church? Then the church in Ephesus. You will see it in Acts chapter 18, verse number 18 to 21. Acts chapter 18. Quickly. I need us to establish this so we can go on beautifully. Are you there? 
Acts chapter 18, verse number 18, uh, 18. Bible says, And Paul, after this, tarried there yet a good while, and took his leave of the brethren, and sailed thence into Syria, and with him uh, Prisla and Aquila, having shown his head in Centuria, for he had a vow, 19, and he came to Ephesus. Can you see it? He came to Ephesus and left them there, but he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. Are you there? When they desired him to tarry longer time with them, he consented not, but bade them farewell, saying, I must by all means keep this feast that cometh in Jerusalem, but I will return again unto you, if God will. And he sailed from Ephesus. Hallelujah. And Ephesus church, the Ephesians church is the next biggest church. Ephesians became, I mean, all the seven churches that we read about in uh, Revelation. How many remember the churches in Revelation? Remember Ephesians was one. Yeah. Smyrna. All the seven churches were in uh, what do you call it? In, in that region. In the, uh, all the seven churches were in a present-day Turkey. Constantinople. And the church there became very big and they did wonders. When you read from Acts chapter 19, quickly, Acts chapter 19, 1 and 2, look at it. Bible says, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to where? Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, that's where he asked them. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much head whether there be any Holy Ghost. Can you see? This is why Barnabas will go and bring Paul into Antioch. Because he will ensure that things will be done in a certain way. Hallelujah. So the church in Ephesus also became uh, established, became big to the extent that, I mean, the churches that came from that region up to date is one of the churches that the Bible always referred to. Okay. Then we have the other church, the other uh, fourth church was in Alexandra. Now, Alexandra was a place in Egypt. Was the bridge. It was used to call the, the bridge of the Mediterranean where ships and other people resorted to. So, Alexandra became also one of the headquarters of the church at the time. And the last place was Rome. Now, the reason why Ephesus church became so big was it was during the time of the Roman Empire, okay? And the capital city of the Roman Empire was the Constantinople, the present-day Istanbul in Turkey. So the Jews in Jerusalem were under the Romans. Alexandra in Egypt were under the Romans. Then Constantinople, the present-day Turkey. Ephesus, and all those areas, they were all part of the Roman Empire. Are you, are you here? 
So it is the capital of the Roman Empire, that was the Constantinople, was founded by the emperor called Constantine. Now, Constantine was the emperor who made the church popular because he won election when he was campaigning. He saw the symbol of the cross. And after he became the emperor, he made Christianity an official religion of the Roman Empire. So there's something called the Edict of uh, Milan. The Edict of, that's the law that he passed, that now everyone within the uh, Roman Empire, officially and legally, you are a Christian. Hey! <laughs> How many understand? Are you now understanding why we have a lot of Roman Catholic churches? Yeah. But something happened. So when um, uh, the emperor Constantine took that decision and legally allowed the church to be a state religion. And everybody, when you are within his uh, domain, you are part of, you, you need to go to church. The church became state, and whatever the church was doing, the state was involved. He himself was a Christian, and uh, things began to be like the, the state runs the church. Until later in 18s, later it was even, um, uh, the problem came, but it was in 19, I think, 1964. That was when a president of Italy, Rome, decided that, no, we need to separate the church from the state. Then the Vatican City became the head of the Roman Catholic Church. Now, because Rome, okay, was the, uh, the, the, um, the, the, the reigning empire was the Roman Empire, and the emperor in charge was Constantine. The Roman church became very powerful. So they began to see themselves more than any other church. Then before long, also there were, uh, what do you call, the Jews were taking captives. So Jerusalem church, every one of them were driven out. So the Jerusalem church was no longer there. That is how come you see the mosque in Jerusalem. When the Muslims captured it, that was the days of the crusaders and the Ottoman. Have you heard of crusaders, Christian crusaders? The state, the Constantine, his people, they were empower the Christians to go to war and fight these Muslims. And the Islamic region had an empire, Ottoman uh, Empire. And they also fought, but they captured Jerusalem. So the church, everything went away from Jerusalem. So we had a church in uh, Ephesus. We had a church in Rome or the, in uh, Constantinople, Alexandra, Antioch. But there was no Jerusalem church. And by the A.D. 100, A.D. 100, A.D. 99, that was when Emperor Nero. How many have heard of Emperor Nero? You see, you have met a history teacher. Emperor Nero, a very infam infamous emperor, very wicked. He's known for political murders and the persecution of the Christian church. You know, somebody wanted. Constantine brought a church in, but Nero said that no, he would persecute the Christians. And Nero was very wicked, somebody who could kill his own mother. 
the mother of Nero was called uh, Agrippina. Now, Agrippina was against Nero getting married to one lady called Poppy uh, Sabina. And he said, that, look, I'm in love with Poppy Sabina, so if you not allow me, then I will kill you. So Emperor Nero killed his own mother so that he can be able to have an affair with Poppy Sabina. Yeah. <laughs> and it was under Emperor, he was the one who fed lions with the Christians. Emperor Nero, yeah. If you are a Christian, if that you denounce Jesus or he will throw you into a lion's den to be, I mean like, I mean Daniel in the lion's den properly, I mean also. And people, I mean were dying, people were converted, different things were happening. It was Emperor Nero who killed both Paul and Peter. So Peter and Paul, they were murdered by uh, uh, Emperor Nero. Are you here? Yeah. When that happened, then AD 99, that was when uh, John was taken to the island of Patmos and he had the revelation and wrote the book of Revelation. So during that time, the churches in Constantinople, the Ephesus church, they were great churches. They were the main churches. Jerusalem church wasn't there. Are you here? So at the time, then the Roman Empire was also expanding. The Grecians were also coming in. Even part of Greece were under the Roman Empire. Part of Greece. Till Alexander the Great came, part of Greece were under the Roman Empire. Then the Roman Empire became so big that now they said that, look, they are the custodian. When Peter and Paul died, then the Roman church, the church in Rome, that is part of the five churches I mentioned, rose that they are now the custodian. Because, I mean, it was, it, it was a big empire, and they had money, they had influence, they were buying things in the name of the church, they were going everywhere. The church has become a state church in terms of the Roman empire. So they said, that, look, they are going to, uh, constitute and have a pope who will be the second. They said that after Peter, the next person will be the pope because Peter is gone. So that brought a very big division in the church. This is where we are coming to. The reason why you see Roman here and you see a lot of us also over here. So when they said that no, they will not, it's not like bring your ideas the, the church, the five churches together, this is what they are doing. But they accepted a certain influence that they are the head of the church and everything must be done from there. Then they said, that, no, that is, what, uh, that is not what the scripture says. So the first thing they did, they brought some uh, laws, they brought some laws that bring something that they call the great uh, schism. The great schism. One of it is that they said that the succession of the papa or the pope will always have to come from Rome. The head of the church will be in Rome and nobody else will contest that. Then they also brought another issue. The issue was the immaculate conception of the Virgin Mary. 
So the church said that this is a dogma. Now, when we say something is a dogma, it's a doctrine that does not have a proof. People, even today, there's a lot of dogmas in the church. People are teaching things in the church that doesn't have a root in the Bible. So they also said that Virgin Mary um, had immaculate conception, just like Jesus. I mean, they began to, they said, no, there's no foundation to this. So that is when they also brought a lot of how to become, uh, what do you call it, born again. The church went through a certain age that the uh, Roman Catholic Church at the time introduced a lot of their own writings and their how to worship. And, you know, government politics came into the church and they introduced a lot of other uh, uh, ways of worshiping to the extent that it got to a place when you want to be born again, it is not by believing in Jesus Christ and receiving him as your personal savior. But you need to go. There was a stairs that is called a Santa Scala. You need to climb that stairs and there was a coffin that was believed to be the, uh, the coffin for the wise men. And there was something that also they said it contained some of the breast milk from the Virgin Mary. And another you see, you don't know your church history. That is why you are not taking the Bible you have serious. If you know what has happened for us to know the truth, then there was another one. You need also to see a, a tooth from the lion of uh, uh, Daniel in the lion's den. They, they say they have preserved one of the tooth that you also need to see it. So you need to see the coffin of the wise uh, men that came to see Jesus. You need to climb the the Santa Scala was the steps that Jesus um, climbed when he was being judged by Pontius Pilate. Then you need to also uh, see the milk from the breast of Virgin Mary. Then when you do that, even your uh, relatives who have died, they can put them in purgatory and they can pray for the person to move. If you don't give offering, if you don't give a certain amount of money, your, your person will be kept in purgatory. It's like he's dead, but you, they will not allow him to transition into heaven. So people began to give offerings. That's why Catholic became, I mean, rich. You give money, people will their monies and whatever they had when they were dying to the church. That's how it came. Then, the Church of England, the Anglican Church, they said that, you know what? We also want to serve God, but we want to marry. We can't be pastors without uh, getting married. Then they, uh, they agreed that you can do it. So that became the first uh, <laughs> the church that came out of the Catholic Church, the Church of England. That is the Anglican Church. So they also do that. They also have rosary. They also believe in some of the things Roman Catholic believes, but... King Edward the first said that, look, we will want to get married. So just like the Catholic, the Anglican Church was called the Church of England. And the, uh, the English king or queen is supposed to be the head of the Anglican Church. Are you there? So right after that, then there was this man called Martin Luther. That one, you know him. Yeah, he was in the Catholic. He became a priest. But... 
he did not understand what was happening. He was always confused, and they called him a rebel because he did not understand this Santa Scala, the breast from the uh, Virgin Mary's uh, 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 breast, the tooth from the different thing he did not understand. So they said that this guy is troublesome. So they wanted him to go to the Bible seminary and be teaching there as a priest so that he wouldn't bring any problem. But God being so good, the book they gave him to teach was the book of Ephesians. So as he read the Ephesians, then he said, ah, by grace are we saved. That's when he saw in Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 8 to 10, that, oh, the thing, it is not any tooth, any Santa's color, it's not anything. By grace are we saved through faith. Hallelujah! Yes. Hallelujah! Yes. By grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. Continue. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good work which God before has ordained that we should walk in them. Then they say, ah, these guys are deceiving us. So he, they, I mean, the mistake they did is that what they gave him to teach, so he read it, he read it, then he summarized his foundings. If you've heard of the 95 theses. So he summarized all his reading about salvation, about who God is, what is proper to be done in the church, into 95 different points. And he went and pasted it on all the Catholic churches. That, hey, something bad is happening here. We cannot allow ourselves to be. They, he started. So, he, so that is the protest. That's why we have the Protestant church. So they were protesting about the doctrine. He started the, uh, uh, the protest that no, 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 no. This is not when we read the Bible. You see, and some of you, you have done the same thing. You have put the Bible aside and you are chewing grasses and chewing other uh, things that I don't know who gave it to you. When you put the Bible aside, that is what happens. That is what, but when you go into the word of God and you read it for yourself, no one can deceive you. Hallelujah. May the reading of the word be popular again. Amen. When you have a, a, a Christian, you, you need your sword. The Bible is the sword. The chapter of a Christian. Amen. Can I continue? So that, that is, so always they are confused whether uh, what the Anglican was part of the Protestant church. But Anglican came out before the Protestants uh, came out. So through the Protestant church, then the uh, 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 Lutheran church began, then the Presby, then around, I think, uh, that time, John Wesley people, were, they were originally in the Catholic church, uh, in the Anglican church in UK. And they also noticed that, Charlie, what the Martin Luther is saying is the truth. You see, so they also demanded reforms from the Anglican church, but they were not agreeing they were not agreeing. The Archbishop of Canterbury, they were not agreeing. So he also came out to form the Methodist Church. Wesley, John Wesley and Charles Wesley. Then out of, so the Presbyterian Church, the Methodist Church, then all this be, began to come out of. So we are, can you see that we are all coming from one place? So the church in Ephesus, in Alexandria, in 
Constantinople, in Jerusalem, and in Rome, when, uh, what do you call it, they couldn't agree. The rest, the rest were still together. The rest were still together, did all the things they wanted to do together, but Roman Catholic Church, as a body on its own, also began to bring other doctrines. I wish there was time I would have told you a lot of all the other doctrines they brought. They, they, in 19 uh, AD, I think, uh, 977, they came out to form the doctrine Theotikos, to officially make Mary the mother of God. Official. So the, that is also one of the doctrines that the Protestants said that no. No, God does not have a mother. We cannot. So then they also said that, no, we need to pray through Mary, different things. And of all this, you, you can see that when you are together, there is safety. Can you see it? Yeah. Look, in 1963, the Roman Catholic decided to do also reform in their own church. They started changing so many things and all that. And from Methodists, came the AME when the Methodists went to the US. Okay, we have the Methodists, but when they had the independence from the British, when America had independence from the Britain, then they also said that, well, we can also do our praise be. Then praise be came. Then out of it, AME Zion, then to the extent that today we have other people who have also come out of the church you used to know. <laughs> so it's been another breaking away. It's like, I don't agree with this, then this one comes out. Are you here? So from there, then it came to the Pentecostal churches. Now the Pentecostal churches said, that, you know what, back to the Bible. We are going to do exactly what Jesus taught and he said we should do. Nothing more, nothing less. Then they started preaching. They started preaching. Then the Presbyterian, they said that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are not born again, you, they can't pray for you for healing. Yeah. They uh, really make sure that you are baptized. Water baptism, okay, in order for you to be born again, this is what they ensure. Because the Bible says that as many that will believe and are baptized, Okay, but the others, others, then, the, then came the Pentecostals that, you know what, we can also do church. Just like it happened in the Pentecost, the Holy Spirit must be in the church. We don't want a church without the Holy Spirit. The church in the Bible is the church with the Holy Ghost. So when the Holy Spirit is not in the church, it's not church. Then that, they also came out, then they became the Pentecostals. That's when they started telling the Pentecostals that they are... Uh -huh. Then out of the Pentecostals also came another group, the Charismatic. Now the Charismatic, the Pentecostals said that, look, we'll pray for you. We believe in healing, but healing must be gradual. When we pray for you with time, God will heal you. Then Charismatic said, no, we did not see Jesus doing that. We lay hands on you, pa, you are healed instantly. So we are also coming out. <laughs> Are you here? Yeah, so, you know, the, the, that, that scripture, if any man be in Christ, a new creature, 
all things have passed away. For God so loved the world. The truth, the, just a scripture in the Bible has brought all of us to where we are. We all be having roses and be praying through different means. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. People have preserved it. So that is how charismatic came about. Charismatic said that we can pray for you now. We believe exactly what we believe, but the healing must be instant. Instant healing. Because we need the gift of charismata that comes over you. We can't delay your healing. We can't delay your process. We believe in prosperity. It is not wrong for you to prosper. Then that they also uh, came around. Then the latest move that is moving is the prophetic churches. Yeah. From the Pentecostal, we came to the charismatic, and we are having the pro- prophetic. It's coming. <laughs> Where everybody is a prophet <laughs> and not a pastor. Believing in the spirit more than the word of God. But you know that you need to have a balance. Hallelujah. How many understand where we are? Yeah. So the Bible teaches us. So when you are here, listening to me, and you don't know where you have come from, that's why you will rise up and begin to talk. You see that, look, we are all coming from Adam. Some have gone here. Some have passed here. Some have become this. But if you know your history, you will notice that we are together. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I have your loudest amen? amen. Fantastic. So, um, let's see. I don't know what we can do before we close, but I will try. Are you here? So, the most important, Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25. Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so might the more as ye see the day approaching. Hallelujah. We have seen how people disconnected from the main body brought a lot of uh, other doctrines and different issues. Hallelujah. But Bible teaches us that we should not forsake we should be together as a church. Amen. Yeah. And you are not a member of the church because you come to church. When we read from, can we take it from uh, Acts chapter 2, from verse number 42 to 47, if we can. Bible says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Hallelujah. Now, doctrine is a systematic teaching. Doctrine. So, you know, if you don't know what you believe in as a Christian, then you, you, you are not part of the church. We are reading this from verse number 41. Can you see the 41? Let's go to 41. After the 3,000 people got born again, the Bible says, Then they that gladly received the word were baptized. Hallelujah. When you receive the word, you will be baptized. And the same day were added. Unto them about 3,000 souls. Let's continue. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. 
it is very wrong to see people in church without a Bible, without a book, without a pen, not taking notes. And if you are not even taking notes and you will get the podcast, you get the book, you get the message, then you are doing, you cannot be a Christian when you don't know the doctrine, what you have believed in. The word of God should be your guiding post. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Bible says that thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. That without the word, Bible said the word is the spirit. The word of God is the, is, the, is the sword in the spirit. Hallelujah. The word of God is everything without the word of God. In fact, Jesus himself is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God and the word. So the church without the word is becoming a shrine. May you be interested in the word of God. In the name of Jesus. Don't just, that is why even as I'm talking about the different churches, I'm showing you where it is in the Bible. I'm showing you where it is in the Bible. The Ephesians church, the church in Alexandra, the church in Antioch, the church in, everywhere it is in the Bible. If it's not in the Bible, we cannot do it. Let's continue. And fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Continue. And all that believed were together and had all things common. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, as every man had need. 46. And they, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of hearts. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Hallelujah. So the Lord added daily such as should be saved. Go to Mark chapter, uh, the last chapter of Mark, 16 verse number 15. As we close, the Bible says, and he said to them, this is Jesus' parting words, the parting words of Jesus. He said, and he said to them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Amen. Some of you have believed that you are not baptized. Now, baptism has two legs. Water baptism and Holy Ghost baptism. Jesus said that he that believed and is baptized. So I don't know why you will be here believing in Jesus and you will not ask that you will be baptized. It's your responsibility. Hallelujah. Yeah. When the Ethiopian Enoch met with Philip, after Philip prayed to him, Bible says that when they came by a water, he said, look, this is water. What prevents me from being baptized? He that believes and is baptized, the same shall be saved. Can you see it? But he that believeth not shall be damned. 17. Then it says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. So casting out devils and speaking in tongues is not for pastors. It's not for bishops. 
is not for uh, lady pastors or uh, shepherds. It's for anyone who believes. Hallelujah. So you cannot be in the church and say you believe in Jesus and don't speak in tongues and you don't even have signs and wonders following you. But from today, you are becoming part of the body of Christ. And you are believing in the sign that should follow all the believers. You are going to cast out demons. And you are going to speak with new tongues. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter uh, 19, where we read. Acts chapter 19, where we read. Bible says, and it came to pass, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples. Continue. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto whom then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Verse number four. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, we should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. These were people who were already baptized, but Paul noticed that they were not baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So he baptized them again. And verse number six, and when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Hallelujah. You cannot be part of the church and refuse the Holy Spirit. You cannot, you, you will deny yourself what will make you a Christian. Hallelujah. It is a privilege and an honor to be part of the church. Romans chapter 8, verse number 9. Look at it. Can we read it together? One, go. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Hallelujah. That is how you join the church. Not coming to you need to have the spirit of Christ. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 29 and 30, as we end, go there. Ephesians chapter, Bible says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Hallelujah. So a Christian in the body of Christ, you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need water baptism, yes, but you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That is how you become part of the body of Christ. I'm talking about the communion of saints. Hallelujah. So the saint in far place is connected to you. How many can understand? Can you see that we are all coming from one big tree? The church in Jerusalem came to five places. And from there, we had the uh, Protestant churches and all that has happened. So we are here now. Hallelujah. 
And you need to understand that you are part of the body of Christ. And your duty as a member of the body of Christ is not to just come to church and go. No, you need to help other people to also join the body. Amen. That is the commission, the great commission we speak about. Go ye therefore into all the world. Preach the gospel. Preach it. And anyone who believes and is baptized, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah. Know who you are as a Christian. Know where you are. That's why when we are saying the Apostles' Creed, it's very important. You need to believe in the Holy Catholic Church. The, 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 the universal church, the communion of saints, that the pastor or the person you have not known, but he's far away in uh, Afghanistan as a Christian is connected to you. The person you have not spoken to before is far away, but is in the body of Christ is connected to you. Hallelujah. How many have been there that you went to your alma mater, old school, your old school uh, meeting, and people that you did not know they were also in the school. You met them there. That is how heaven will be. You will be surprised that people that you are criticizing and you are uh, gossiping against, they, you will find all of them in heaven. And you will be surprised that some of them, it is their work that brought you even around. <laughs> like today, when we look at even the Methodist church, the Wesley Church, it is totally different from how it was when John Wesley was here. When you read about the church, John Wesley, it was more than a charismatic church. It is when people will converse, they will be shaking, crying, healing. When John Wesley, Methodist Church, that, that is how it used to be. But you see, with time, people begin to put the Bible aside, to put the word of God aside. And a new group emerges. They say that we cannot be part of this church any longer. But if you are here and I am here, we don't need to put the Bible aside. Hallelujah! We need to take the Bible in our hand. And we need to read what the Bible says and work and walk on it. Hallelujah! I see the Lord lifting his countenance upon you. You will be blessed as part of his body. Listen to me. Being part of the body of Christ in itself is a blessing. If you really knew what it meant and who you are in the body of Christ, oh, you notice that diseases will never be able to scare you. You notice that demons cannot threaten you. No matter how powerful you are as Satan, I don't see you cutting part of the body of Christ away. So wherever I am in the body of Christ, I, I like it. I like it. Once I am part of the body of Christ, Satan cannot defeat me. He cannot harass me. He cannot torment me. And that is your story. And that is your portion. Know who you are, that you are part of the body of Christ. You are part of the communion of saints. You are part of the universal body. And the Lord Jesus Christ is your head. Hallelujah. Your head will look at you, will take care of you, and it will be well with you. May the Lord bless you. May he lift his countenance upon you. May he deliver you from all your fears. In the mighty name of Jesus. Do you know that you can be afraid of what you are not afraid of because of ignorance? If you are 
a past president, you have immunity against uh, the law. You cannot be arrested and put in counterback. So if we come and see you as a past president behind, a, 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 what do you call it, a counter in cells and asking, them, oh, can you help me? Yes, you are there because you don't know who you are. But when you know who you are, nobody will be able to put you behind the bus. Because how many understand what I'm talking about? Many of us are going through things. We are suffering. Conditions are, I mean, destroying our life because we don't know who we are as parts and members of the body of Christ. From today, may you know who you truly are as part of the body of Christ. Be empowered. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, may the power that is in Christ be evident in your life. May the spirit that raised Jesus from dead be your portion. May no sickness, may no curse, may no witch, no muti will be able to affect your life. How can they? Bible says that if any man be in Christ, you are in Christ and you are being worried about somebody with a muti. For you to be overcome, the person needs to overcome Christ. And Bible says Christ is also in God. Hallelujah. I said Christ is also in God. How many did Venn diagram set? When you draw it, you see that sometimes we have a place called intercession. You are in Christ and Christ is in God. So for somebody to have access to you, he will have to overcome God. Take Christ out of God. Then after that, he will have to take you out of Christ before he can do that muti to you. <laughs> before he can. You see, that knowledge that I have make me sleep and sleep well. Hallelujah. Yeah, Shambak one day was in his hotel. He was sleeping and he had skirmishes. When he opened his thing, who did he saw? Satan. Satan had manifested over there. He looked and said, so you are the one. I thought it was somebody. He covered himself and continued sleeping. Ah! If it were you, you will shake. You, you, you actually fly. You will develop wings and fly out of the room. Because he, he knew who he, he is. Hallelujah. Yeah. He, he just looked at him. So you are the one disturbing my sleep. Then he, he covered himself and continued. He did not care what was. How can he touch you? How can he touch you? Prophet Kakra told a story. He said one day he was on, 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 on his bed. And he noticed that they have sent some demons, beings to come for him. So he saw them, two of them. He was lying on the bed. Before he noticed, he heard a skirmish. Then he heard like a handcuff crack on his hand. Crack, crack on his head. At that point, he began to, his heart is, hey, where are they taking me? They, they were pulling him out of the bed. He said he could see that he, he's being dragged out of the bed. But he knew that if God is with him, Nothing. So he said, he heard the Holy Spirit saying that, be steady. He said, it was like somebody struggling. He said, crack. Then the chains, 
the Holy Spirit, angels have also come. Crap! They opened the chains. He said, when he was there, he said, wow. That was when he noticed that, look, the devil is not powerful after all. The handcuff that he brought from hell, the angels without key opened it. Oh, he's not powerful after all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. May you know the God that you are serving. May the great power of God defend you. In the name of Jesus, you cannot die before your time. It will be well with you. I say it will be well with you. Did somebody say he has taken your womb? You don't need to struggle with Receive a new one. Why do you even fight? Why do you fight for? You need a new one. He created you. He, he cannot create. That's why he's taking old things. If God created you, just ask him, I need a new one. Hallelujah. Whatever is worn out of your body. Is your kidney worn out? Is your heart worn out? Is your lungs worn out? Whatever is worn out, receive a new one. In the name of Jesus. Whatever is worn out and is not functioning well, receive a new one. In the name of Jesus. Instead of going to sit on dialysis machine over and over, receive new kidneys. In the name of Jesus. May the power of the Most High God, through the Holy Spirit, back you as a member of the body of Christ. Wherever you go, wherever you will be, whether asleep or awake, may his power defend you. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together and stand to your feet. And let's go. Today I have taught church history. So be blessed with it. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hand and thank God. Thank God for being part of his body. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Father, we thank you, we bless you, we give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Before we leave, maybe you are here. You want to be born again. I want to pray with you. That is how to join the church. The Bible says, as many as believe and were baptized, the same were added unto the church. In that day, there were about 3,000. I don't know how many of you you are today. But wherever you are and whatever you are doing, I want you to, uh, on Facebook, wherever, close your eyes with me. And if you want to be born again, you want to join the body of Christ, yes, and be part of the local church, lift only your right hand and I'll pray with you. Wherever you are, lift your right hand. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. Keep it lifted. Keep it lifted. Keep it lifted. Yes. Slip your right hand above your head and I'm praying with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep it lifted, keep it lifted. Now you've lifted your hand. I need you to come to me in front here. My brother there, my sister from the back, move and come to me. Come, yes, come to me, my sister. Come to me, my brother from the back, everywhere, come. I want to pray with you. You are joining the body of Christ. Oh, yes, we are joining the body of Christ. The church, the church, the church. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. Yes, come, come. Run. Stand right here. Stand and look at me. Yes. God bless you. Stand here looking at me. From the back, I'm waiting for you. God bless you. God bless you. Come. Keep coming. Join me in front here. Yes. Yes. You are coming on to Jesus. You are joining the church. You are joining the body of Christ. And you also be part of the local church. 
God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. Yes. Don't think about it that maybe I want to do it tomorrow or next week. No. As you are here, God is calling you. He says, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart. I am at the door knocking. My sister, come. My brother, come. Yes, come from the back. Everywhere. God bless you. God bless you. You are joining the body of Christ. You are joining the body. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, yes. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. In the name of Jesus. Listen to me. If you are in front here, lift your hand. And everybody in the congregation, as we pray, today, what it means to be part of the body of Christ, may it affect you. I have not read that Jesus had rashes on any part of his body. Rashes will not destroy your beauty. I have not heard that Jesus had asthma. No. I have not read that he had diabetes. Be part of the body of Christ. Believe him for total healing. Not tomorrow and not next week. Instant healing. This afternoon, as I pray, wherever you are, the healing power of God comes over you. As you fit rightly into the body of Christ, wherever you fit and wherever you are, healing will visit you. The power of God will touch you. Your life will never be the same again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Those of you in front here, let's uh, say this after me. Lift your two hands and say this after me. Oh, yes. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. This afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe in you. You are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. I accept you. Lord Jesus, into my heart as the Savior, the Master, and the Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I belong to you. I am part of your body. I am part of your church. I belong to you in the name of Jesus. Say with me, Lord Jesus, deliver me from all my fears from now I am part of you I am part of your body every condition every situation every sickness every pain in any part of my body cannot remain cannot remain as a member of the body of Jesus Christ I demand my healing my freedom, my liberty, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I am healed, I am free, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the lives of these ones. Every kind of pain, sickness, condition, whatever it is, candor, I rebuke it now. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be healed now. Be healed now. Be healed now. Instantly be healed. Whatever it is, be healed now. In the name of Jesus. I dissolve cancer tissues. Let every tissue, abnormal growth, masses in the bodies of your people be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. I correct whatever is called cataracts. I remove it. See clearly. 
in the name of Jesus. Every form of weakness, infection, diabetes, arthritis, cancer cells, I rebuke you and command you, lose your hold now in the name of Jesus. I prefer that way concerns your body. Oh, yes, Lord. Let these ones, oh, yes, be perfected in you. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. This is the best decision you've taken all your life. There's no decision like this. The decision to get born again will take us one day to heaven. Amen. The decision to go to school made us able to write and to read. The decision to work, put food on our tables. But this decision is the best of it all. One day you will be with Jesus in heaven. We're all looking up to that day. Amen. Okay, so we are going to give you a gift and a book that will help you to know Jesus Christ. So I want you to go with our sisters who are standing there. They'll write your name, give you a, a gift, and you'll come right back and join. Put your hands together for them. Please go with them. Yes, our sisters who are yeah, waving, please go with them. Louvois, help, help, help them, help them, help them. Yes, yes, God bless you. Oh, you can do better. Put your hands together for them. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Hallelujah. The rest of us, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that everyone here, under the sound of my voice, will know and understand in a deeper sense who we are in you. That the devil will not talk with our lives any longer. Whatever the enemy is doing in our lives, I end it now in the name of Jesus. Whatever the enemy has done, I rebuke it, I correct it, I refuse it in the name of Jesus. Whoever is under the spirit of depression this afternoon, I set you free. Whoever is feeling hopeless, I appoint you. Oh yes, hope in Christ Jesus. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Receive hope. Live your full life. No one under the sound of my voice can commit suicide. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let God perfect that which concerns you in Jesus' name. Receive a touch. Receive your healing. Be perfected in every aspect of your being. Whatever the pain and wherever it is, may the Lord touch you right there and be healed in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the Word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.